So do you guys remember what we were talking about last week, if you were here? We talked about how um, we tend to externalize God. We tend to um, put our relationship with him on an external level. Um, you know, we, we get caught up in the normal every day. I've got to get up early and do my devotions and read my Bible and say my prayers. And, and we... Uh, you know, we, we get in that mindset of I've got to get, I've got to do this, and, and if I, I've got to have this relationship with God, and and I've got to do certain things because when I do these certain things, it's what God wants, and, and He's happy with me, and 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 um, I will uh, be in His good graces, and, and you know, there's always that that mindset that sometimes either we've been raised in or we put ourselves in that God will turn his face towards us and give his grace towards us and, and put his favor on us when we do certain things to make him happy. And God really just wants a relationship with us. He wants that, that connection with us without anything that we don't have to do anything except for desire him. Our, our one thing that he wants us to do is, is, is make him Lord of our life. But what we do is we make him Lord of our life and we're like, oh, I'm Jesus has set me free, and now I've got to do all these things to make him happy. And, and that's not who he is. That's not who God is. Um, and, and I talked about last week how people in the Old Testament, with all the rules, the, the different things that they had to do every time, every day, every week that they had to do, they look at, if they could see what we live in now, they would say, you guys have freedom, and enjoy that freedom, and don't quit worrying about doing what we had to do. And so... I was reading this week, and I like to uh, read um, Christian blogs to have a good time and laugh a lot of times. So, um, and um, I know it, it sounds mean, but I, I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to to, to uh, share this with you guys because I believe the next couple of weeks, what I'm going to share with you guys is something that can set you free from a lot of things that we've grown up with. We've grown up with in whether whatever denomination we've grown in, where there's always traditions and rules that we, we kind of do. And, and God says, I don't, you don't have to do those for me to love you. You can do those because you may like those, but it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't change the way he looks at us. It doesn't change the way he feels about us. It doesn't change the way he pours out his blessing on us. So I was thinking about this this week and you know, we, we talked about it a little bit last week about um, the, the tithe part of it. We, we spend a lot of time, you know, thinking, well, I've got to give my, you know, we, we've heard a lot of things, well, you've got to give your 10% and you've got to do this and you've got to do this and God, you know. And I really want to read these to you because this is going to make you guys laugh. And so I'm, I'm reading through some of these things and this is, the person's going to remain nameless, but I've been reading through these things this week and I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm thinking to myself, how can you live this way thinking that God won't do these things for you? So these were a couple of things I was reading and I, I copied them into my notes and it says, this goes over tithing and I'm, I might crack up laughing while, while I say this, um, but here's what this guy says. He goes, we give our tithes willingly if the law is written in, a, in, a, in the fleshly tablets of our heart. The, the law was given in, in tablets. You have to obey this. But God says he's going to write his law upon our hearts. So some people say we need to pay tithe and it, it's, you know, because it's part of the law, but we're under grace now. And it says this, in actuality, we honor our father and mother and we give our tithes because the principle of the law written in our hearts 
by the Spirit of God, we willingly and liberally give because the Spirit motivates us to give what God says we should give. But here's, what, here's where it gets weird. He goes, and we've all heard the, 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 the scripture in Malachi. It says, will a, a man rob God of, of uh, tithes and offerings? And basically it says this. In order to do this, we escape condemnation. He's saying, when we give our tithes and offering, we escape condemnation. And think about this. Jesus came to earth, became man, went to the cross, died for us, took pain, sickness, death, condemnation, everything. But what man does is they look back into the Old Testament and say, well, the, the Old Testament says this, and we have to do this. Jesus said, I haven't come to abolish the law, but I've come to fulfill the law. So the things that you had to do under the old covenant, I have now come and fulfilled those so you don't have to live in that way. So I'm going to read this. How sad is it when people who are honest in business and who pay their debt to the bank, store, and the government will not pay God what belongs to him. First mistake right there. We are not paying God for anything. Tithing is strictly giving God what is already his because we love him, giving back to God what is his because he's blessed us with our jobs and our, and our um, financial things. And the tithe of the Lord, and he expects us to pay him it to him. And at the same time, he does not receive it until we give it to him. He does not give us the authority to use his tithe for any other purposes, but we have the power to spend it as long as it is in our hands. Nevertheless, a person is condemned if he spends God's money. Ain't wrong, false. Okay. I explained this to you a couple uh, last week, how when Sarah and I were first married, ramen noodles were five-course, five-star dinner. And we, we kept giving more money and more money and more money because we were told, well, when you give, God's going to bless you. And I'm thinking to myself, I ate spaghetti once last week, and that was the best meal I had. And we spent more time giving money and God would, God, I really feel like God was teaching us something through that. We learned something through that. But we also learned that when you're so broken, you're living off credit cards and you're, you're tithing out of credit cards and you're tithing out of, out of what you don't have, God's going to go, hey, stupid, don't use your t- credit card to tithe. And, but I love it how it, it says a person is condemned because he, he doesn't tithe. I was short on, on gas this week or, you know, I needed something extra this week and I couldn't tithe because I, you know, whether you're in financial stress or not, I mean, but there's times where Sarah and I were so broke, like we were like five packages of ramen noodles until we get paid at the end of the week, living on a hundred bucks a week. And I look at that and did God condemn us because we wouldn't have tithed? No, he wouldn't. Because think about this, condemnation, does God put condemnation on people? Does God condemn people for things? Who did he condemn? He took condemnation, put it on Jesus. He was condemned to die, went to hell, paid for our death, was born and was reborn, raised from the dead, so we could have connection with God. So, so many times we get in that mindset, well, if I don't give, God's just going to, he's going to turn his face from me and he's going to turn his back on me and my blessing will stop. He'll turn the funnel off and, and put his hand over top of the hose and say, nope, your blessing isn't here. And I'm condemning you and the money that you spend. That $10 out of that $100 that you would have given me, I'm going to condemn your money and it's going to be 
worthless and your life is going to be miserable. Think about that. How ridiculous does it sound when, when, you, when you actually think about this, that the money that we don't give is condemned and God hates it. That, that doesn't make sense. If you really think about God's character who loves his children, loves them unconditionally, that one time they don't give and he's like, you know, I'm going to condemn that money. So whatever you spend it on, you put it in gas, your car's going to break down. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does sound stupid, but this is what people believe about God. They believe that if they didn't, oh, you know, I'm really short this week and, you know, I'm struggling and I had to spend that 10 bucks to get to work back and forth. God's like, bunch of idiots down there. I can't believe he's spending on gas. Now, I'm, you know, I'm going to make his carburetor seize up or his fuel injection go bad. So now he can't get to work because he didn't give me the tithe. Think about this, though. The tithe is an external thing of an internal condition of our heart. We don't give God because, well, we got it. Oh my gosh, I forgot my checkbook at home. And then run and get your checkbook at home because, you know, you're 15 minutes away because you forgot to write your tithe check out. And you're like, oh man, if I don't write this out, uh, God's going to be angry at me this week. And I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. And my, I'm, my blessing's not going to flow from heaven. And, and God's going to make things happen in my life. And it's like, we have to stop thinking that way. I've seen people live that way, that they were so afraid. Oh, I left my checkbook at home. I forgot to write the checkout. I'm like, are you really that worried about it? You know, I, I know people that were so afraid of not writing the tithe out or giving the tithe that they would literally have a separate bank account that 10% of their money, when they got it from their, their job, would go into that. Well, that's the first 10, $10 or 10% of my of my my income. I'm like, so you're, you're that afraid that if you don't take, you know, well, I want that first 10% to go to God. And before it comes into me, I'm thinking to myself, that is an external thing that we're doing. It's a heart condition. It's not a, well, I put all, I put 10% of my paycheck into this bank account. So it's this God's bank account. And I, and I know I can access it in God that see my tithe went into the bank account and this is going to you. It's stupid. It really is literally ridiculous to think that way. God, it, God doesn't say, well, you know, if you don't put it into the tithe check this week, what if you do it every two weeks? What if you get paid every two weeks? What if you get paid once a month? The three weeks out of that month, you're condemned and, and God's like, that, that one week, you're okay? No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But think about this. That's how people live. They're so afraid when they get to church, oh my gosh, I left the checkbook at home and I don't, and I, and they don't have online giving and I don't, you know, and I can't, I can't give because, oh, what, what, oh, I don't know. And they get nervous. I've seen people sweat, like literally sweat because they're nervous because they did, or look, feel bad because they didn't put something in the offering plate when it went by. Well, people saw that I didn't have my tithe check. <laughs> oh no, they're going to, they're going to be a, they're going to be, why didn't you tithe this week? You know? You know, you do have those tithing police and, you're, you know, something weird may happen in your life or a car may break down and they'll come up to you. Well, are you tithing? And, and they'll, are you tithing and giving? And it's like, is that any of your business? And, you know, they, they really believe that if you don't tithe and give that the blessing that God has poured out because of his son, Jesus Christ, is going to be void and null. And he's like, holds the umbrella, holds a, like an umbrella over us and says, nope, you don't get any of this week until you put your check that you forgot sitting on the table at home back in next week and then I can release it to you it it doesn't go that way 
So, and I'm, I'm reading some of these, these mindsets on tithing because, you know, I, I never had this mindset on tithing. We tithe because we just knew God was doing amazing things with what we, with what we were part of at that time. And I was reading this and he goes, well, when you, when you give to God, you avoid the curse. You avoid your money being cursed. And I'm like, wait a minute. Old Testament, uh, Old Testament law is the curse of law is upon Adam and Eve when they sinned. Jesus comes and pays for everything, every sin that's ever been committed, ever will be committed. And he says, you are free. You're my sons and my daughters. You, if you're in me, you're, or if you're in Christ, you're in, you are part of God's family. You're part of his, his sons and his daughters. So a lot of people, I love this scripture. Um, turn to Malachi for me. I'm going to read this to you guys. We're going to have a good time reading this. If I can actually get there. I'm trying to get there. All right. Malachi 3. We're going to go verse 7. Nope, excuse me, 8. And then it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you've robbed me. But you say, In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse for every, for you have robbed me for every nation in the whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Okay, so I understand that. You know, we're living, if you look at the Old Testament, look, you gotta remember, what is Malachi? It is the last book in the Old Testament. What did Jesus come to do? He said, I come to fulfill the law, not abolish it. So Malachi, what are they living under? They're living under the, the old covenant, the law of this is how we do things. This is how we externalize every word, every action is, is you know, Lord, when I'm washing my windows today, let no Windex hit the, you know, and I'm, I'm washing these for Jesus because he wants me to have clean windows. And it's that mindset that we, everything that we do is, is to make God happy. And, and I'm, you know, I have to do this and I have to, I have to be, uh, say the right things and I have to dress the right part and I have to you know, look the right way and, and I have to go to the right schools and I have to, you know, I have to say the right things and I have to have a, have a certain phrasing that I use when I talk about God. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's ridiculous things that God's like, why are you using that terminology? I'm just your father, I'm in heaven, I'm listening to you and you're using weird phrases. So, but we're, we're talking about the Old Testament here. We're looking at the, the last book in the Old Testament and he says, you're cursed. And everybody's like, well, you know, and I love this. And they get up there. God loves us. He wants the best for us. But if you don't tithe, you're cursed with a curse and your money will be. And it's like, wait a minute. So God loves us. He wants blessing for us. But when we don't tithe, it's a cursing. I thought we lived in a new covenant, Jesus Christ, who loves us, died for us, came to fulfill the law so we wouldn't have to fulfill the law. But your money that is now under grace is going to be cursed because I'm going to bring you back into the Old Testament. I'm going to bring you back into, under the law. And when you don't give, your money's cursed. That doesn't make sense if you really think about it. A God who loves us these laws that man, man set up, because God gave ten, ten commandments, then man set up more rules, more rules, and more rules. This was, they lived where God was, they lived with God, not God living in them. They did things to please God. They had, 
burnt offerings and they had the Feast of Tabernacles and they had all these different things to make sure that they were right with God. We talked about how the priest, the high priest, if he wasn't right when he walked into the Holy of Holies, he had little bells on his ankle. And if you didn't hear a bell, Bill was probably dead. And they had to drag him out because he hadn't been right with God. But we are right with God because of Jesus Christ. When we accept Jesus Christ as Savior, we are right with God. So, we read the scripture. You're cursed with a curse because you've robbed me. There's nowhere in the New Testament and anything that Jesus says that puts a curse back on us. So, and this is what this little phrase was saying. He says, some people put their money into big jars. And it talks about this in Haggai. They do not give to God his tithe they eventually hoard their, they hoard their money. They, they think it's something that if we don't give to God that week, you guys ever not got paid for a week because you didn't have a job or anything like that? And you know, you think to myself, you think to yourself, well, you know, I didn't give my tithe this week. Well, I'm just going to, or if you get it, you know, I'll just put it in next week. Do you think God cares about that? He doesn't care about your action on that. He cares about what, what's in your heart. Our heart is, if we love God, we're just going to give because we love him. There's no rules or how we give if you give once a month or you give once a year or blah 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 it's you know i was um this guy i knew he um he was working as a um leader in a church and he had sold his house and made a profit on it and um um he hadn't tithed out of the profit and he lost his job because he didn't tithe out of the profit. Of, he goes, well, you didn't do this. He goes, well, I do a quarterly. He goes, that's just how our family set up. We do a quarterly thing. He's like, well, sorry, we can't. That's just, you know, I'm like, think to myself, really? Are you really that focused on the action of it? And in the visual part of, well, did Matt put his tithe in? Or did Sarah or whoever put, did, you know, you're looking down the row. Oh, they didn't drop it this week. I'm going to have to have a conversation with them. But... But this is, this is where this mindset says, they do not give to God his tithe because they spend their money on automobile repairs, medical bills, and, and thousands of other things that they might, might have avoided if they had been faithful to God. Think about that. They could have avoided medical bills, automobile repairs, and lots of other things if they had been faithful to God. How many of you guys have automobile repairs in the last three weeks? Okay, so a, a few of you. How many of you guys tithed during that time? How many of you guys didn't tithe during that time? Doesn't matter. God doesn't sit up there with, his, you know, like, you know, one of the guys who's a mechanic up there. Okay, they didn't tithe this week. What can we break on their, on their vehicle to make sure that it, they, they tithe next week to make sure that I'm not cursing them? It, it says that, you know, and their, their mindset is we avoid a curse when we, we do this. So my car is cursed. You know, that, that $10 I spent on food, because we needed it, or that $10 that I gave somebody for food is now cursed, so they're eating cursed food, my car is cursed, my, 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 the fuel I put in my car is cursed. What, what is that? It's absolutely ridiculous. And the final phrase was is this. I can't, even, I can't even keep a straight face when I say this one. The, the final thought in this is, I do not want God to curse my blessings. I want, him to, I want to give him my tithe. I want to reach through the computer screen and slap him. 
God is not going to curse a blessing to us. Think about this. Jesus said, he goes, a father loves his son. They don't give him rocks to eat. They don't give him a serpent to eat. They give them good things. So think about this. God says, I'm going to send my son. He's going to pay for everything that has ever happened, everything that you ever do. You're free to live in grace, in my love. But you know what? I'm going to give you blessings. But when you don't tithe on my blessings, I'm going to curse that blessing. How do you curse a blessing? You cannot curse a blessing from God. You know, I, that, it, but it's that mindset, you know, that we have to give in order to be blessed by God. That's absolutely false. As sons and daughters, you didn't see sons and daughters giving their fathers tithe. You didn't see sons and daughters go, well, you know, my dad says I owe him 10% for the rent this month and I got I to gotta give him 10% of my, my allowance. I do that with my kids. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I go to my kids, Layla, Lana, pay up. No, <laughs> no, it's usually me forking out the money the other way. So, um, but I, I really want you guys to, to think about this. It, some of the things I've said are completely ridiculous when it comes to the tithe. Because when we, when we really love God, when we really have a heart for what God's kingdom is doing, what he is doing on earth, whether it's this church or another church or a ministry, we need to think about this is, God really loves us and he blesses us. I can't count the blessings that God has put in my life on a, a daily basis, regular basis. God has blessed us with so much. I mean, he's blessed us to live in this country where we have freedom to gather like this. We don't have to worry about persecution. We don't have to worry about being jailed. We don't have to worry about those things. So that's amazing. That's a first blessing that we have. But, you know, there's been times where we've forgotten our check. We're like, oh, forgot to write it out. You know, we don't get on, we don't go to the back of the church, get in the corner and just beg for God's mercy on our lives because we forgot to pay for, well, I didn't pay my tithe this week. It's not paying our tithe. It's giving to God. He has blessed us with jobs. He's blessed us with finances. He's blessed us with a lot of things. And we just give to him because we love him. And and so we, but we spend more time thinking about the externalization of this is my relationship with God and I have to do things to make him happy and I have to do things to keep my blessing from being cursed and I have to do things because if I don't, my car's going to break down and because I didn't do this. And it's like, God's just like, no, that's not true. The only thing you have to do, and Jesus said this, is this. Love your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. So, our love for God is not, and our relationship with God is not based upon if we give him money on a weekly basis. His love for us, his blessing for us, his face to shine on us is not based upon when we throw a little piece of paper that has a couple of zeros or no zeros or, or whatever in a bucket when it goes by. You know, we look at the tithe. The tithe was introduced to take care of the house of God. It wasn't set up to be condemning. It wasn't set up to let people know that if they didn't do this, they would be cursed. What was happening in Malachi was is this, is that people were taking the tithe and they were 
a lot of times in the Old Testament, the priests were taking the tithe and spending it on what they wanted and spending it, instead of spending it on the house of God. And so many times we, we live in that mindset that, man, I just got to, you know, if you've ever been raised in a place that talks about tithing and, and really focuses on that, it, you can get legalistic about it. You can get very legalistic about what you do with your time and what you can do with your, your, your money. And, you know, and people are like, well, you know, just having a hard week and, you know, I was listening to this one guy and he's like, well, we were selling our house and, and we had had it on the market for like three months and it just wasn't selling. And um, he goes, this couple came up to us and they put their arms around us and they looked at us and said, well, are you tithing and giving? He's like, how is that based? How is my house not selling based upon my tithing or not tithing? Me giving or not giving? The cool thing is, is this, God doesn't change. His grace is sufficient for us because of Jesus, what Jesus has done. And we do what we do. We, we live our life with God. And it's not this going to pay the IRS at the end of the year with our, you know, our, our tax returns and stuff like that. It's, it's a relationship with him because of what he has done for us we give to him because we see what God does on the earth. We see what happens when people's lives change and they get a, become closer to God or start a relationship with God. We see those things and that's why we give. What's really funny is, is this, is people will read Malachi and they, and, and they get down to verse 11 and it says, you know what, if I tithe, okay, there's going to be no room to, not enough room to receive it, so that means there's overflow, that's great. But if I don't, then God's not going to rebuke the devourer. So, I forgot my tithe check this week, he just steps aside and says, okay, devourer, go in and tear their lives apart. Go in and destroy their lives. Think about this. It's kind of like that, that, okay, you know, that, that thought that, okay, if I don't do this, God's going to let everything bad happen to me. He's going to let Satan into my life because they think, well, look at Job. You know, God let Satan into his life and he just destroyed everything. And, and um, it was just horrible. So I want to make sure God rebukes the devourer for me. So, you know, it's like Satan's standing here, God's standing here and says, looks back, nothing in the bucket, go ahead. But the next week, oh, Something in the bucket. Only put last week's in there too. Okay, you're off for two. You have to. You have to go away for two weeks. I mean, it's literally that thought that he stands at this door, and the moment you do, do, do it, he just lets the lions in to destroy your life. It's completely untrue. God says Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman. He says, "You know what? There will be a day where my people." Worship me in spirit and in truth. I don't believe that if we don't give, God's not going to bless us. I believe that when, when God blesses us, we give because we love him. When we receive something from God, we have overflow. God doesn't just give just enough to barely cover it and then step away. God gives an overflow. Rarely will you ever see 
anybody go, you know what? God blessed me, but it wasn't quite enough. You know, he just gave me about this much too little peace in the situation I'm in. Or, you know what, I was struggling with this and he, he was about this much too short. God doesn't come up short with those things. He gives overflow. Like Sarah was talking about, he pours out more than we can receive. David says in Psalms, he goes, my cup runneth over. That means God is pouring so much into him that his cup is running over. So when God provides, he doesn't, he, he doesn't not give you what you need. Providing means you're taking care of what it is. But God says, I'm going to provide for you, but I'm going to give you overflow. And it's not dependent on whether you drop a, a, a $1 bill or a $100 bill or a check in, the, in the, the bucket when it goes by. I'm going to take care of you because you're my sons and my daughters. It says he, he takes care of the birds, the flowers in the field. He takes care of them. How more is he going to take care of us? If, you, if he's taking care of birds, flowers, if he's not going to take care of them, why would he take care of us? But he takes care of them. How much more is he going to take care of us in that? But we, we get so wrapped up in, in doing things for God and making sure that we're doing the right thing and, and saying the right thing because if I don't say it in the right Christianese style thing, people are just going to think I'm a heathen. And if I don't give, people are thinking, you know, I don't want to be friends with them because the devourer is going to be in their life and, and we're going to have a, uh, I can't be their friends because they didn't tithe and, and you know, that's, it's, it's biblical. And we have to tithe and, and this is we don't have to tithe. We give because we love God and it's because of what he has done for us, done in our lives, done through our lives that we get to. But think about this. Can you imagine living that Old Testament and, and that one neighbor that doesn't tithe and they're like, oh my gosh, their land is cursed, their, their crops are cursed, their, their, their animals are cursed, and, and that's the way they lived. They avoided. If they didn't bring something to the offering, people would avoid them because they were, they were like, oh, they're going to be cursed. But Jesus became, a cur- became cursed for us. So all we have to do is walk with him, have a relationship with him, communicate with him. Tithing and giving to God is strictly an overflow of our heart for him. It comes out of a, a, a deep love for God, not a habit or a prerequisite to get something from God. God wants us to be with him, not to do things for him. He accepts us. He will not withhold his love, blessing, mercy, or grace from, or anything from us. The mindset that we have to give in order to receive God's blessing, you know, we talked about this last week a little bit. The, the, the guy that says, hey, you got to give your $25 for 25 weeks and we'll send you this jewel-encrusted cross and we'll play, pray a blessing over it for you and you'll get what you need to get but you can put it on your credit card and you can buy this and receive this from God because you know if you need that blessing in your life this will if you give this this will help you and don't get me wrong there's going to be times where man you're you're listening to somebody and God just says I need you to do this I want you to give this to somebody 
And there's been times where, you know, Sarah and I will be sitting, listening to a special speaker or something like that, and we'll be, God will just lay in our hearts to give them something. And, and that's obedience to God. But when someone tells you, hey, you know, your blessing will come in the mail in six to eight weeks with this special whatever it is that we're going to pray over, and your blessing will be released from God to you when you give this money. How many of you guys know that if God was so adamant about the tithe, he wouldn't have poured his Holy Spirit out on us? If he was so focused on, well, you didn't give your whatever, so I'm not going to pour my blessing on us, why would he have poured his Holy Spirit out on all men, all flesh? God loves us. We just make rules and mindsets that become fortresses and walls in our hearts and minds that become, I have to do this. If God was so focused on the tithing part of it, he would have withheld his Holy Spirit from us. Think about this. The greatest blessing that God poured out on us was before or after salvation was the Holy Spirit. He took his Holy Spirit and said, you know what? I'm going to give you a comforter. I'm going to give you wisdom and I'm going to pour this out on all flesh. But I'm going to withhold blessing That's completely wrong. People live for generations that way. It was the outward tabernacle. We have to go to this court and this court and then the inner courts. But God says, you know what? I'm going to send my son. He's going to die and I'm going to live in your hearts so you don't have to live with me. You can, I can live in you. God looks at a lot of the things that we do sometimes, and, and I'm not saying they're all wrong, but a lot of things that we do, we get, we've been raised that way. We, we've been trained to do external deeds and external actions in order to make God happy. And he's probably looking at us saying, hey, you know what? I just want a relationship with you. It's all I want, just a relationship with you. I want to talk with you so we can have a relationship. But we try to do this. Well, I just got to, you know, a good Christian is going to read their Bible four times a day and they're going to pray 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And, and it, it, it's, God's just like, I want a relationship with you. And whatever the overflow of that relationship is, is what I get. God overflows in our lives, pours into our lives. So our cups are running over. The overflow goes back into his kingdom, goes back into his church, goes into other people's lives. And changes lives. There's been times where, you know, we were like, okay, you know, we were broke and God just said, hey, give this to somebody else who's even worse off than you. And I didn't think there was anybody that was going to be worse off than us at that moment. And we gave money. There was times where I was like, we going to have gas to get to, to school? And are we going to eat ramen noodles this week or are we just going to eat air? And, um, but there was times where we tithe, but there was other times where we knew that what we had in our hand had to go to somebody else. And we just like, you know what, we're just going to give this to this person because God had spoke to us. And so many times God speak, spoke to us in, in, that, in that vein of, you know what, we, we knew that it wasn't a legalistic thing. It was, man, we saw the blessing continue to increase and increase and increase in our lives, even though we had nothing. We went from nothing to a little bit less than nothing, a little less than nothing, a little less than nothing, to overflow. And we saw God work, 
And it, was, it wasn't because we were tithing, it was because of our heart. Tithing is strictly this. It is not God wanting your money, it is strictly him training our hearts to be closer and more responsive and more obedient to what he's going to ask us to do. Because if he, if he, if he can ask for five bucks or ten bucks here, and he can have your heart in those things, and you can say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do this because I love you, when he asks you to do those big things, it's a training process, the way we train our children. He trains his children by little things, and we train our children so that way when they're two, we don't ask them to do 13-year-old stuff. And when they're 13, we, we don't ask them to do 25-year-old things. He trains us so that at that point when he says, I need you to do this, we can say, yes, Lord, I will do this. It's not... It's New Testament living. We're not living in an old covenant. We're living in a place where we don't have to have legalism. So let's enjoy our relationship with God instead of worrying about our, well, I didn't give, I was, my paycheck was a little bit less and I had this go on. And, and you know what? God just wants your heart. It's all he wants. He wants that relationship with you. And whatever comes out of that relationship is a bonus. How many of you guys have ever tithed and ha- been sick? How many of you guys have tithed and had your car break down? We just solved the problem right there. We know what's true. We know what's not true. Because there's been times where I've been sick and I've tithed. So if I tithe, what was wrong? Well, I thought he was supposed to rebuke the devourer for me. The one who comes to kill, steal, and destroy He has rebuked the devourer for us and it's not based upon what we have in our wallet. His love for us and his blessing for us is not based on what we have in our wallet and pull out of our wallet on a weekly basis. So we have to quit externalizing God and say, you know what? I'm going to live my life with you. Whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do. Whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do. But it's not about works. It's not about what I say. It's not about how I do it. And if it looks good to you, God, it's about my heart towards you. Let's pray.